0: thankful for each of you who are here this morning, all of our guests. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. I want to just talk to you for a little bit on this first Sunday morning of January. Here we are at the beginning of a year, thinking about what lies ahead, thinking about where we are now, and even reflecting on where we've been I want to just talk to you a little bit about about where we are now and where we're going and understanding how that God already before you got to where you are how that God already has planned and prepared and ordered your steps to get you to where you are and he already has placed the order for what your future is going to look like. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delighteth in his way. I want you to understand this morning that God has a great big plan for your future. A great big plan for your future. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. I know all you Bible readers thought, wow, I just read that this week. We're just getting started off the beginning of the year. and So here you are. You've already read the text for this morning. And I just want to really use this just to kind of springboard into what I feel that the Spirit would like to say to the church this morning. I'm excited about some of the great things that are coming up. We have so many good things planned for the future. You heard some of the announcements this morning. We have some exciting, exciting things. But I also believe in God's going to do something great this morning in someone's life. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There's no reason to read any further. The first three words in the beginning in the beginning God. No reason to look any further if we can't agree that in the beginning God we we have nothing to go on. We have no There's no reason to to, to even continue this morning because the foundation of all Christian life is in the beginning God Lord help us this morning to speak what you have laid upon our heart let it inspire the minds and the hearts of your people today God to see what you are doing and how you are working in our favor I thank you for it now in Jesus name In Jesus' name, God bless you. You can be seated. In the beginning, God. The preparation of God before the beginning was very significant. As I read through the Scripture and ponder the meaning of life, something is quite simple, but at the moment that I saw it, it seemed pretty profound to me. There's multiple places in Scripture that the Scripture speaks of the beginning, but then it also speaks of prior to the beginning. Did you ever notice that in Scripture, that Before the beginning, the scripture talks about there are some things that transpired before we ever get to Genesis chapter 1, where the scripture says, In the beginning, God. It gives us some insight that before we ever got there, there was already some things happening because God was already working at Genesis chapter 1. He was already doing at Genesis chapter 1. In Proverbs the 8th chapter, the scripture is speaking regarding the wisdom of the Lord and it said, the Lord possessed me in the beginning. He already, in other words, He already owned at the beginning. The Lord possessed me, God possessed me in the beginning of His way before the scripture goes on to say before his works of old so before we ever have the reference points of the works of the foundation of the world which in Genesis chapter 1 if you read on you begin to read about all of the way that God created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon all the face of the deep and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the water, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And we go on and read through the seven days of creation, or the six days of creation, the seventh day of the rest of the Lord. And we read through how that all of these things were were completed with the spoken word. But then if we read in depth through the scripture, we see that before the works of old, Proverbs 8 and 22 said, before the works of old, the Lord already possessed me. And this, of course, in Proverbs 8 and 22, is speaking of the wisdom of God. Now I want you to understand this. Before there was ever a work of old, or before there was ever a let there be moment The wisdom of God was already in existence. So the wisdom of God is already working before we ever get to the let there be light. So it occurs to me that before the Lord ever spoke, the wisdom of God had already put into existence a plan. That was going to unfold. Therefore, when we start dealing with creation, many creationists and scientists and scholars will argue the point. Evolutionists will get on board and everyone begins to argue their their points of creation. How was it that God created and how did it all come into existence in the beginning God just woke up one morning and said let there be light and there was light. Is this how it actually come to pass? And so uh, others began to dig more deeply and began to say well that is impossible. I, I don't want to lead you into blind faith this morning. Because if I understand the scripture correctly, I understand that before God ever said let there be let every, let, let every plant come forth and let the seed yield forth within itself. And before he goes into all of the explanations of creation and he forms the, the fish in the sea and the fowls in the air, before he ever gets there, God in his wisdom that he already had before the beginning, according to the book of Proverbs, that God already was working on a plan. I want you to get this. Before he ever got to the beginning, there was a plan in the mind of God. Much like an architect would draw a detailed plan before the first shovel of dirt went in. Before, before we could ever put a pipe in the ground and prepare for the foundation and the concrete to be poured on this building. Before we could ever get there, there were certain requirements that we had to go through. And one, we had to meet with an architect, and we had to hire engineering companies, and they wanted to to, to come out, and they wanted to inspect the site, and they wanted to, to, to make sure that everything that we had in mind was going to work. There was inspections that had to happen and there was a design, there was a plan that was put into place. before we could ever deal with a lender to ask to borrow money in order to be able to build they wanted to know that we had already talked to an architect that had already put a design in place and so therefore they could ask us how many how many uh, uh, furnaces are we going to have and how many doors are we going to have and how what kind of space is there going to be and 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 what kind of roof will there be and what what are the finishes going to look like before we ever begin. These things had to already be in existence. And so the same with God before he ever spoke a work of old. He already as the grand designer and architect had already put together a detailed plan in his own mind of how that it was going to be, how it was going to to function, how it was going to to work before any survey is ever taken, before a grade is ever set, before a cornerstone is ever put into place. There is a necessity and it is the need for a design plan. The plan proceeds the building, God's plan preceded his first word. I don't want to belabor this point today, but I want to spend a little time here to ensure that you understand that everything that God does in his his great work, we pray for the works of God, but we don't often pray for the plan of God. Watch with me now as as I try to help you see this unfold that God, before He ever works in your life, has already made a plan for your life. If you miss everything else I say this morning, I want you to get this. Before God ever unfolds anything in your life or in your future, He already has a plan designed for your life. This is why it's important for us to always be submitted to the will and the plan of God. Because He has spent some time designing a perfect plan that will prosper your future. And if you will allow Him, He will unfold something in your life that there is no way possible you could ever unfold it. Yourself. God spoke in generalities. He spoke a fowl and a fish. But he had already planned out what type of fowl and fish. He already had looked at the intricate colors and the details of how long a feather needs to be for a bird to be able to fly and at what pace and speed. And and he already knew uh, what what the rabbit was going to need to look like and how his fur was going to need to develop in order for it to handle the elements and, 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 and to be able to function in its environment. He knew what fish would need to go into the waters because everything that he created, he created it so that it would reproduce it. And he made it so that it would function. The scientists call it an ecosystem. That's how God designed it. He designed to where one thing dies in order to be able to feed the next thing that would come and the nourishment that would happen. That's why not all fish are bottom feeders, but some feed in the middle and some in the top and some in the deep and some in the shallows because it has to be that way in order for God's plan to unfold. So before he said, let the sea." bring forth fish. Before he ever spoke that into existence, he already had designed it as the grand architect and said, this is how it is all going to unfold and how it's all going to work. And then he speaks in a generality. He just speaks, let there be, and it comes into existence. Everything in his mind had come together. Each star. In its position, each planet in its own orbit, each and everything had already been designed to the point that all it needed was the spoken word for it to go into existence and begin to function. So what did God do before the beginning? Could it be that he was thinking about a plan for your life and for mine? Because the scripture says before you were ever born, he already knew you. Somebody ought to help me preach this morning. Before you were ever took your first breath, before you were ever, before your parents even knew about you and knew about your existence and knew your gender, God already knew everything there was to know about you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help somebody this morning understand that when you think you're alone and nobody knows where you are and nobody knows what's happening in your life, before you ever took a first breath, before your mama ever felt you move in her belly, God said, I already know him. I already know where he is. I already feel the pain of his life. I already know everything. God had a plan in mind for your future. If he cares so much about the sparrow that he knows every sparrow that falls and if he cares so much about the lily that the Bible talks about and he knows about every lily and he knows the number of the hairs on your head if he is concerned about every time a hair falls out of your head how much more important is it that he is concerned about the great things of your life, the pain you feel the anguish you go through, the joy you have. He had a plan. for your life and if you'll submit to what he wants to do he will unfold that plan in a way that nothing else in the world could ever replace it so when God spoke it had to come to pass Genesis 1 and 1 in the beginning God So God was. He already existed. He already had it. So when God, he already had it planned out. So when God had finished speaking, not only had he created the immediate coronation, but inside each and every act of his creation was a seed. And inside each of these seeds holds the destiny that was to come. You and I were in the DNA of Adam and Eve. I think last year for Christmas, my wife and I and Cindy and Danny, I don't know who all went together, my father-in-law, We, if you've been around Dan much, we, we all wanted to know where he came from because we couldn't figure it all out. So we got him one of those DNA. I think I thought he was hatched. I wasn't sure. But we got him one of those... We got him one of those DNA deals, you know, where he could find out, he could find out details about his nationality. And so we wanted to find where he came from. We wanted to find, we, we wanted to know, we wanted to know more. So he, he had to go in. But ultimately, we could send out the DNA test to everybody here. And some of you may find that you're, the majority of your ancestry may have come from Germany or may have come from Spain or may have come from Africa or may have come from some other place heart of the world, wherever. The, the, the point is, is when we really all get right down to it, there was a, a, a base source of the DNA of every man, woman, boy, and girl, and that is that everything points back to Adam and Eve in the beginning. So in the seed of Adam and in the fruit of Eve, we were there Walking with God, while Adam and Eve were unaware of our existence, we were there in the mind of God from the very beginning. Adam, in his humanity, wasn't aware that we were there. But God already had us in mind all the way back there, he was already thinking about you and I and was formulating a plan for our existence. This is why when culture gets so bent out of shape and somebody this past week, we were discussing the weather patterns and the changing weather and I've lived here in Indiana now for about 30 years and and this is the warmest January that I ever recall in the 30 years of living here. And it's amazing. This is like Texas weather. Destiny believes that she brought it all here. It's just, you know, this is like unbelievable. There's no snow. There's no ice. The sun is shining. I mean, this morning we were talking about needing shades to block the sun out because it was distracting in our Path of Life Bible study this morning. And so... So we get all worried about climate change and we get all worried about all these things that are happening in the world and what the future is going to look like. But we fail to understand that in God's plan from the very beginning, He already had designed everything to work and to function the way that He wants it to function. That's why that dirty water can be dumped into a stream. But after it flows over the rocks and through the sand and over the pebbles and before long it has a way of pure. Purifying itself. That's why that everything that exists, something can die. It decays and turns around and feeds and whatever is being reproduced within the field and within the soil. That's how God designed life. He designed everything to be able to function. So here's the thing. When we get a little out of step, it may require God to have to turn some things in our life. Can I talk to you for a minute? Because sometimes we get out of the will of God and we choose to go our own way and we make mistakes and we we, we just walk away from God, walk away from His plan, walk away from His purpose and we start living out our own plan and living out our own purpose and doing our own thing and then we feel like, oh boy, we really messed up and we're messed up for good and we're messed up for life. Not true. God will fix your mess. The wise Solomon said it like this. He says man will choose his pathway, but God directs his footsteps. Can you handle this this morning? So therefore, you choose to go your own direction. You choose to walk away from God. You choose to do. But as soon as God has an opportunity, He starts taking your feet and placing them right back in an ordered path that's going to get you back to His, design, to his divine design and plan for your life and your future. That means some of us, God has to work overtime because we just keep on getting out of the will of God, doing our own thing, going our own way. But I'm here this morning to tell you that if you, will, if you will submit to the will of God, He will fix what's wrong in your life. He will begin to set your steps back in order to bring you back to the point that He had intended when He was walking with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the evening. God never planned to destroy you, to hurt you, to mess up your life. He never intended for you to live your life frustrated and disgusted and broke and down and out. That's not what He had planned for your life. But we mess it up. But if we'll say yes to God this morning on the first Sunday of January God will begin to take your feet and place them back into an ordered path that will get you back on the right track. And it all goes back to His plan from the beginning. You ought to give God a hand clap of praise in the house this morning. If he's been good to you, you ought to thank him this morning. We ought to say thank you, Lord, that you're ordering my steps. I know you have a birthday. We can do a little math and determine the approximate date and time of your conception. But is that really where you were conceived? In the physical realm, one would have to say yes But in all reality, on some eternal morning, when God saw your eventual existence, He began to plan out everything, including the grace that was going to be needed, in order to direct your path and lead you to your destiny. If you consider the nature of God, we can see that He, that we we can see painted out in scripture. We know that God did just not on a whim do a thing but he there was forethought that was put into it. it there, and an unsearchable wisdom that that was brought to bear to create so that we can be part of his great creation. So so this week Dylan looked at me this week and he said so which was first dad the chicken or the egg? Only Dylan asked questions like that. So which was first, Dad? The chicken or the egg? And of course, I had a biblical answer for him, and I went into deep explanation that it was the chicken because God created the, the, he created the creation as he saw it, and he put within its ability to be able to reproduce and to be able to, to make after its own kind. And so I'm giving him all that, and he's off over somewhere else. He didn't even hear what I was saying. But the truth is, it's not really a matter of whether it was a chicken or the egg. The true matter is that was there a plan or was there not a plan? And I'm trying to persuade somebody this morning that in the mind of God at the beginning, he already had a plan that was not just for everybody else in the room, but he had a plan even for you. Mm-hmm. For you. He knew your idiosyncrasies. He knew everything about you. He knew he knew your frustrations. He knew everything that you that you have. It, 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 he, he knew all about you. God forms a butterfly with its colorful wings and amazing lifespan. And at the same time, similar processes that that uh, that produces a moth in the same environment, uh, a, a quick fox uh, can 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 zip by, and a slow sloth can can come by, and it's all done in the same environment. And then there's you and I. So if God could plan a universe and the galaxies and make the stars to function and move and and everything to 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 work after its way, if God could plan all of that and give it life with a spoken word. How much more can our Heavenly Father look down on you and I and say I'm able to order His path and steps. I received a call two days ago and it was not a call that I wanted to receive and it created a moment of grief. I received a phone call that my father had been taken to the hospital and was having severe chest pains and they ran an ekg and they said it was not his pacemaker but there was some other obvious very uh, severe issues and so they were going to hospitalizing and began to look at the heart and we were concerned about we were concerned about a heart attack concerned about um, his, his health history and uh, talked to my siblings and we we all were concerned and we all were in prayer. And then yesterday, um, out of the blue, the cardiologist comes in and kind of looks at all of it and says, well, I can't really tell you, I can't really explain it, can't really go into detail uh, about all of it, but it appeared that there was a problem, but now it appears that there's not a problem. We're just going to send you home. They can't explain it. Now, and I, and I thank God for that and thank you for, thank you for clapping and thank you for responding because I thank God for that. But my point is, is deeper than just an emotional response to, wow, thank God that everything seems to be okay here. But the point is, is that if with a spoken word God can just say, let there be and something comes into existence, the same is true with every area of your life. If you're here this morning and you have sickness in your body, some sickness is, is planned and designed to be unto death. I can't explain it. I don't, I, I can't go through it. I can't, I have no answers for you as to why God has a plan. But if God so purposes, He He can do whatever He wants to do. He 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 sends messengers down to John to tell John that that the lame are walking and the deaf are are, are hearing and the deads being raised to life again. But blessed is he who is not offended in me. And so he's telling John. He's sending messengers down to tell John who is about to die. And he sends messengers down there. And he says to those messengers, "Those messengers go to tell John. Tell him that that God's still doing all these things. The deaf are hearing, the lame are walking, and the the dumb are speaking. And 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 the deads being raised to life again. But John, blessed is he who's not offended in me." in other words John I'm sorry but that's not the plan and purpose you're going to die in prison what a difficult word what how 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 what a struggle. So, my point is this morning is I'm I'm not here today to preach some kind of a name it and claim it, and just because you want it, God's got to do it. But I'm here to try to help you understand that God has a plan for your life. And when you submit to his plan and his purpose, blessed is he who is not offended. If he chooses not to do it, that's his plan and his purpose, and we have to accept it. But a greater point that I want to make this morning is some of you walked in this morning not feeling well. Somebody walked in with pain in their body, somebody walked in with a struggle in their life, I want you to know just as much as God can speak, let there be light, and light comes on, and it's just like you flip the switch, and bam, there it is. He can come in this morning, and he can say, emotional disorder, go ahead and leave, pain in the back, go ahead and go, knee pain, go ahead, pneumonia, cancer, go ahead, you're dismissed. He can just speak it. He can just do it. And in moments when God so chooses, if he knew you before you were ever formed, there is a point of faith that God can do anything that he wants to do in your life. Anything that he wants to do. If God puts so much thought into creation and into our existence and so much concern as to number the hairs of our head. Why do we have a tendency to spend so much of our time struggling in despair, looking for answers instead of just turning to His Word? And I know this is a scripture I've shared with you before. It's troubled me. Time and time again when the Apostle Paul said in Romans 8 and 28, For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. That scripture, that scripture for, for a long, long time, that scripture made me, I, I wrestled with it. And our late bishop, I, I would often go to him with frustrations, trouble, whatever. And I'd be frustrated over something and I'd go to talk to him about it. And he would just quote Romans 8 and 28. He would say, well, Brother Jordan, for we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Everything's going to be all right. And I would leave frustrated thinking, man, I need an answer. I didn't come to hear the same scripture quoted over and over and over again. And so every time I'd go talk to him, he'd go to Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things work together for good. And so I was praying about it one time, and then like the light of revelation come on. And I've shared it with you time and again, but for somebody that maybe hadn't heard my, my little take of revelation on that, on that scripture I was praying about that one day and I'm a little frustrated. And I'm like, so God, so we know that everything works together for your good. And I was just supposed to accept it. And the, the, the Spirit just kind of spoke to me in a still, small voice and just kind of said, I didn't say you were going to understand it. I didn't say for you understand that all things work together. But I said, for we know that all things work working together for our good. I can't explain it. I don't have a reason behind it. I can't get, but in, in by faith I know that God had a plan that was bigger than mine. And so now, when I get on some struggling times and difficult days, I don't I don't go to Romans 8 and 28 and get all bogged down. But on those days, I just stop and say, God, give me the grace to be able to accept it by faith, to know that whatever, whatever situation comes into my life, I know that you are working everything for my good. I'm trying to preach to somebody today and tell you that before you ever receive a word from the Lord, God already has a plan worked out before you ever showed up this morning to hear this message preached, God already had a plan in place and He's working everything for your good because God does not intend to hurt you or to harm you. God intends to save you. The most important thing in God's plan for your life, according to this scripture, is not to heal you and make you feel good, but it is to save you and to put you back in right relationship with Him. I'd... I don't have answers for everybody. People ask me often, well, why is it that God does this for one, this for another, and he doesn't do it for me? Why does somebody get the word right now and somebody else doesn't get their word? I don't know. I don't have answers for all of this. I know. I go to scriptures and see things like Jairus comes to beg for the life of his daughter. Jesus goes immediately to where he's at. The nobleman came to beg for the life of his sick son, and Jesus just heals him immediately. And then there was a man that laid by a pool for 37 years and Jesus walks by and and heals him after he laid there for 37 years but then there are other people like me and maybe you this morning that maybe wait for seemingly a lifetime for our break for, for something big to happen and we're always waiting for a word and always waiting for God to come through for us but he's just sending a simple little preacher in a simple little way this morning to tell you I have a plan for you I've had it from before you were ever born and I'll work it in your life if you'll just say yeah he had a plan for you all along I'm quickly closing today I'm preaching to some of you this morning you've been waiting on a word regarding your dilemma but, but you have failed to recognize that God has a plan for you all along if I take you to scripture this morning, I can just give you one word after another. The scripture said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth thee. Is that a good enough word for you today? I am the Lord thy God that healeth. In other words, he's in charge of healing. He said, I am your refuge and your strength. He says, I am your strong tower. I am your deliverer. I am your peace. I am the prince of peace. You want a word from the Lord today? Here's your word. Fear not. Fear not. For i am with you always when you're lost he says i am the way the truth and the life he said you need to you you need answers and you don't know which way to turn and who to believe he says i am the truth you need everlasting life he said i am the life he said when you 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 need a door open for you jesus says i am the door you need something stable in your life he says i am the chief cornerstone He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you but will be with you always. This is His promise to you. Would you stand with me all over the building today? But it requires absolute faith to know that before you ever arrived at the place that you are in life, God was already working. See. Here's the deal. We get and think, oh, well, here we are at the beginning of a new year. We're going to lose weight. We're going to start exercising. We're going to read our Bible through. We're going to fast more. Oh, whoa. (laughs) We're going to pray more what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Can I just tell you this morning that you need to put some faith in God? to understand that before you ever got here to this point of decision, he was already here. He's already ahead of you. He's already figuring things out for your future. It's good. You do all the things you can do for yourself but when you reach a point of saying, I can't do anything more for myself, God says, I know. I was already here before you ever got here. I got a plan for you. You can't see your way, I'll be the light. You can't find your way, I'll be the direction. I'll be your help. I'll be a very present help in time of need, before you ever got to this day, before you ever got to this place in life, God's plan beat you here. Think about that. Before you ever got out of your car this morning and walked through the doors of the building, the plan of God was already sitting right where you are. And the plan of God said, I have worked this. I have planned this. I have brought you to this moment for my purpose. So it really comes down to this. Can you say yes to his plan, to his will, and to his purpose? And allow him to continue to unfold things. Stop, stop fighting against the wind. Stop stop fighting life and trying to do it out of your own resources. And I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna get better. And as soon as I get all these things fixed, then I'm gonna start looking to God. No, today, right where you are, you ought to start turning to God right here, right now, and start saying, Yes, God, I understand. If I seek first the kingdom of of God and His righteousness, then all the other things are going to be added in your life. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed all over the building. They're going to sing softly in the background. And as they begin to sing this morning, I want to ask you... Would you make a commitment before God this morning? Would there be some in the room today that would like to just step out from where you are today and make your way to the front of this room as a point of commitment to God and just say, God, I have been struggling, battling, fighting, trying to do it on my own. But this morning I'm coming just to say, God, before I ever got to the front of this room, you already had a plan and you already beat me here. Wherever I am in life, I know you're already ahead of me. But God, I'm just going to depend on you and trust your will. God bless these that are already moving. If you'd like to join us in the front, just step out from where you are. Make your way to the front of the room today as a point of commitment to God and say, God, I'm following your plan. This is a step of faith this morning. Here we go. This is wonderful. Keep stepping forward. Keep stepping forward. Just keep stepping forward this morning. This is a commitment to the Lord. God, I'm following your plan, your purpose, your will. Come on, let him do it. You. Let him do it. Come on, let him do it. He's gonna fulfill every, every promise. Every promise to you. Promise to you. Oh, yeah. Don't give up on God. Come on, that's it. He'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. Would you just put hands in the air this morning and just submit God and surrender to the Lord. To just say yes to God. This is beautiful. He this is beautiful. He would do. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's, He's got enough I grace to meet you here. It's ahead of you. He's meeting with you here today with a plan for your future that's greater than anything God that you can imagine. Oh, yes. what he said.